Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be reverse engineering success. Uh, it's an alternative approach to planning for the future by starting in the future and working backwards to the present instead of starting at the present and working forward into the future. So uh, most people when they think of what they want to do with their lives in the future, they'll start at today or tomorrow. Um, and they'll create a plan for this week, let's say, and then they'll create a plan for this month and then this year and then next year and then next decade and, uh, you know, uh, so on and so forth. So essentially it's the approach of starting where you are right now and then working toward the future. Reverse engineering success is uh, an activity that uh, that I've grown up with, actually. Um, I was lucky enough to be surrounded by mentors who uh, suggested to me that I reverse engineering, uh, reverse engineer my own success by starting at the end and then working backwards. So there's a lot of points and counterpoints to this. There's a lot of positions and, and oppositions uh, to this particular approach to success. Um, first, let's start with uh, the natural and traditional way of approaching success, which is moving forward. Um, and some of the benefits there would be that you you have a good understanding of where we are right now. So we take what we have right now and then we build to something bigger tomorrow, something bigger next week, next month, next year. Um, so you know what raw materials, theoretically, of course, what materials you're, you have to begin with so that you can take those materials and theoretically build toward the future and be able to determine um, a level of success, I suppose, that you can work toward uh, in that kind of fashion. Um, one of the drawbacks to working in this kind of way, approaching success, uh, starting in the present and working toward the future, is that there's a little bit of uh, chance, I suppose, there's chance involved anyway, but there's, there's a lot of uh, potential for... Um, not necessarily failure, but uh, but external variables coming into play that you can't always account for. And if you were to build from the present to the future, you might not take into account some of the things that you could want to achieve that you just forgot to mention or forgot to plan for. Um, now, on in empowering the opposition form, to re reverse engineer success, you'd be starting at the end of your career, let's say at the age of 60. Um, and the exercise that we do is we ask folks, um, or I was asked myself, you're, you wake up today, you're 60 years old, you're five years away from retirement, where are you professionally? And then I would answer the questions, this is what I'm making, this is what I'm doing, um, you know, if travel is an important thing to me, this is where I'm going, uh, if influence and social impact is important to me, then this is where I am from that pr perspective. And then the second part of that question would be, you're 60 years old, where are you personally? If marriage is important to me, then that's where I am. If kids and grandkids are important to me, then that's what I would state. Um, but the idea around reverse engineering is that you start at the end and you put a bookmark of where you want to end up. And then you work your way backwards to build into the successful person that you want to eventually become, making sure not to miss any of the elements that relate to building toward that success. So in doing so, uh, you'd go from, let's say, 60 
where are you professionally and where are you personally? You're five years away from retirement, so essentially, you you know, you you should be at the top of your game, respectively speaking. Of course, whatever your game might be and whatever your definition of top might be, that's where you're essentially going to be. Getting ready to sort of call it a day as far as the career is concerned, so this way you can move forward into retirement and just enjoy uh, the years that you have left. After that, we go backwards to the age of 40. Um, and at 40 as well, I'll ask what uh, you wake up today, you're 40 years old. Uh, where are you professionally and where are you personally? So from a professional standpoint, 40 is a good age because that is when uh, you're likely to be hitting on all cylinders from a career standpoint. And uh, uh, you might not yet be at the top of your game, although there are certainly exceptions, no doubt. But the idea around uh, 40 is that you're still working toward being at the top of your game, but you are at your most productive. Um, and you are very close to being at the top of your game and hopefully staying at the top of your game for a decade uh, or, or more to come in the future. Um, but you're, you're, uh, you've learned everything that you needed to learn. Um, you're still learning, never done learning. But you're in a position to really make an impact with your career. And the next two decades are going to be you um, essentially having the greatest impact that you can have in your life, professionally, of course, um, in addition to likely per personally. Now, this is the second part of that quite, uh, question is where are you personally at the age of 40? Now, if a family is important to you, then um, then you might say, I have a, a significant other as well as kids. Maybe you have grandkids. If uh, your kids um, in this imaginary scenario decide to have kids uh, uh, early as well, but um, often it's usually you know, a significant other and, uh, uh, and kids. Now, this is, of course, um, highly individualized plan, right? So uh, those of you who listen to my podcast know that I'm not... Uh, planning on ever getting married or having kids of my own, so um, so for me that that planet forty would be more travel, would be enjoying uh, my life, would be just doing random things like going on a, a golf trip or um, you know just just doing whatever I want. Essentially, no responsibility is my idea of uh, of a personal satisfaction. Um, same thing would be the case for me at the age of sixty as well. Would be just to uh, just whatever brings me personal satisfaction, traveling, enjoying different foods, different cultures, um, different locations, and, and, you know, just seeing where I can uh, potentially invest and help uh, help with growth and stuff like that. So that might be where I uh, would really start thinking about at the age of 40 um, from a personal standpoint. So after we we're done with the age of 40, we backtrack um, sometimes to 25, sometimes to 20. It really depends on the individual and how old they are. Um, but let's say 20, if we do it in two decade intervals, where are you at the age of 20? Um, now that you know where you want to be at the age of 60, now that you know where you want to be at the age of 40, and of course, all these are suggestions. It's not, you know, I forget, was it Paul McCartney that said, life is what happens when you're making other plans? And it's inevitable that nobody's plan is, um, you know, happens perfectly 100%. So this is just uh, theoretical in nature, which I, I suppose would be the primary drawback to this sort of reverse engineering approach towards success is that, you know, there's a lot that, 
um, that can go wrong, but so too can forward engineering uh, uh, success as well. But let's say you're 20 years old. Where are you professionally? Uh, the answers tend often to be that um, that you're really starting to get into the career of your choice, um, still in sort of an apprenticeship role, learning and stuff like that, maybe finishing up school, maybe two years left of school, maybe a little bit more left of school, um, but essentially still being somewhat of a learner, transitioning into a producer, um, someone who is working toward an understanding of how to build wealth so that at the age of 40, you're hitting on all cylinders from a wealth uh, uh, preservation standpoint. Um, and of course, at the age of 60, you'll be uh, more spending the wealth that you've accumulated. But at the age of 20, you're thinking of how you can achieve what you've just stated that you would achieve by the age of 40 as well as 60. So sometimes it could mean getting into a career of your choice, uh, finding a mentor that can help you achieve the kind of success that you want to achieve, um, maybe trying new things, really ironing out what specialization you want to have within your career so that um, you can commit to whatever it is that you want to do long term. Uh, so it's still somewhat of a discovery stage. And then, of course, personally, again, for those people who find family to be important, it might be something like, you know, maybe getting married, thinking about having kids, uh, maybe having kids already, maybe you know, being married already, of course, if a family isn't important to you, then maybe you're starting to realistically think about, think about travel, where you want to go, how much you can afford, because of, of course, at the age of 20, you can't afford as much as you could at the age of 40 and at the age of 60. So, um, you know, how can you enjoy life in the way that you believe life should be enjoyed from a personal standpoint um, without having you know, anything get in the way of, uh, of your goals there. Um, and ultimately, one of the reasons why uh, my mentors in the past and I now ask the question of both personal and professional together, and I don't like separating the two, is because in all three areas, 20, 40, and 60, the personal and the professional may, well, and, and more often than not, will interact with one another. I want to say the word interact and not necessarily interfere, right? For example, it could certainly interfere because if you're, uh, let's say, 40 years old and travel is important to you and you want to see the world and, you know, you want to see the world while you are still relatively young and you've got a family at home, young kids um, and a significant other that doesn't uh, prioritize travel, then you don't get to enjoy that. So, you know, and plus if you've got... If you have a great job opportunity, professional opportunity that is across the country or across the world, and you're not able to take advantage of that opportunity because personal level, because of personal level obligations at home, then there is an interference, of course. However, more often than not, uh, people tend, tend to make good decisions with their lives, so their personal lives will more often interact with their professional lives and vice versa, as opposed to interfering with one another. Um, uh, quite often, we, we can't separate the two, uh, the personal and the professional, because what we want to do professionally lends itself to what we want to do personally, and of course, what we want to do personally uh, often lends itself to what we do, what we want to do uh, professionally as well. So, separating the two may uh, be good from the point of view of compartmentalization, divide and conquer. Um, however, in doing so, it makes more sense 
when you're forward engineering success because now you're talking about professional and personal separately, whereas when you're reverse engineering success, you're often talking about um, uh, the personal and the professional in conjunction with one another. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time.